Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM Kit. This is Act 2, Episode 3, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Mandalorian Commando Motu Ordo, whose duty is combat victory. And I am Brent. I play TV93. The persecuted, passive-aggressive slicer, sniper, with delusions of persecution. I am Leslie, and I am Kith, the cheeky boffin, determined to blow stuff up. Sabotage the enemy, I'm not blowing my stuff up. I promise. And I'm Christine, and I play Nima Ptolemy, the uh, currently not-so-tactical, certainly-not-stealthy Miriallin commander of the group. And uh, her duty is personnel... Uh, which right now means saving a whole bunch of rebel soldiers and hopefully not have our own team get shot up. I have a question for TV. You have been fighting for all of this adventure, well, this act. You have been fighting against other droids. How has TV been finding this? Well, I just looked up and there they were. I guess that was a bad joke. Yes, yes it was, but that's okay. How has TV been, f- morally, like, sort of ethically, how has TV been finding this? At first, I thought it might be difficult, because I am a droid, and they are a droid, and we both are perse- persecuted by the same meat sacks. However, once they actually started shooting at me, and pointing guns at me, it became somewhat simpler. That's awesome. Matu, would you please give a bit of a recap to bring us and our listeners up to speed as to where we left off. Yes, mission report. Last time I gave several important and very sound tactical pieces of advice to my lieutenant. First, install a restraining bolt onto TV-93. This sound advice was ignored, although it turned out to be a good thing because he was the only one able to get us through the doors. Then, we got into a firefight in which I had no blaster rifle and was forced to chop my way through and stand humiliated as the boffin spy did better than I did. Then we were forced to climb up the lift chute, which was painfully slow because, again, my previous tactical recommendation of constant physical training for the entire crew was ignored. When we finally got to the top level, I had another piece of tactical information to throw a grenade onto another deck, also ignored, in favor of using deception and subterfuge of the droid, which, as I remind you, was not under restraining bolt control, attempted to sneak everyone by. That all worked out rather well. I recovered my all-important weaponry and armor, and everything was going fine until the lieutenant bashed her shield against... TV's leg. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. It is TV's fault because he is made of metal. My leg was stationary. Maybe we should try dancing lessons instead of rigorous training. My new piece of tactical advice is to wrap TV in soft blankets. <laughs> I can help. <laughs> well, we are by uh, by the living quarters. We can arrange this quite easily. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, and in a more general sense, the ship is under control of evil droids and we are running out of life support that's an afterthought though no worries 
So it says the Mando in vac sealed armor. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, let's start off with destiny points. I got a dark side. Two light side. Oh no. I got a dark side. I knew it couldn't last. You had such a good track record going. That's okay. Chris is there to carry us. Oh, okay. Did, did Brent already roll? Yeah, yeah rolled. Brent yep. rolled a while ago. So yes, we are rolling duty, of which we have some enemy demoralization and some combat victory applying. And the roll is way, way too high for the minor amounts of duty that is out there. A 51 does not trigger anything that goes up to like 10. At this point, for the countdown that those of you following along at home, 34 minutes have been spent. So there's 116 minutes until something. And those playing along at home know exactly what that is. Until something bad, because GMs never count down if it's something good. To reset the scene as we were leaving off, we have the four of you making for cover a group of ten saboteur protocol droids are marching in after hearing Nima's shield bounce off of TV and is being led by a medical droid that has on one of its manipulator arms a vibroscalpel and on the other this really sort of medieval set of needles coming off of its other wrist and there are prison cells on either side of this hallway that are locked and you can see rebel crew that are pushed up against the edge or up against the bars and the magcon shield because they're absolutely over full. It's more like normally there's three each to these ten cells but in this case there's like seven in each. The droids have just been literally shoving them in almost to the point where they're having to like put one on top as some of these protocol droids are shoving. Are they like behind bars or a shield? Like how does this work? I'm going with or the thought that's more in my mind, I probably shouldn't have said bars, that's my bad. I'm thinking of like a sort of blue uh, force shield type thing that if you touch it, you get shocked. That's mean. Like they care, I know. It's also, this is the brig for the ship. So this is for the people who have shown up to their duty, hung over, been punching other crew members, gambling. They get caught with a still that isn't an official one. You know, the little things. Or start dealing in spice or other nastier things. So did the droids not move other crew members to the brig as a means to secure them? From what you can tell and from your passes through, this looks like a fair amount of the people who would be on this level and a couple of the adjoining levels. Okay, good. A Nibulum B has a huge amount of... They make me do math. It's a huge crew. Well, it's a huge crew, but this is definitely in the 10% of the crew range. Yeah. Like, this is also a very sizable amount of the crew which is why Nima wanted to come here i'm just making sure i didn't make a poor tactical decision yeah now there's definitely a lot of unarmed uh people in there yeah there are these four or these 11 droids come stomping in you've already seen that these protocol droids have blaster pistols built into their arms that they can point and shoot and it's at this point i'm really thinking i should be getting some initiative uh, initiative, I'm more deciding on which one. I'm really thinking that I should be getting a 
uh, vigilance check off of the four of you. Group or independent? Uh, independent. It's independent. Simple so, rolls. Yep. So simple by he means there is no difficulty, Leslie. So you're just going to roll your vigilance, which if you don't have the skill, defaults to willpower. I have vigilance. I am a vigilant mechanic. That is a very handy thing for not you. today. I'm not very <laughs> vigilant. I'm just inclined to be mostly almost vigilant. Read them out. Well, I have two advantages. I have three successes and a triumph. I have four successes. And a dark side point. And a dark side point. I forgot to clear it. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget to reset. (laughs) I do that too. All right. And Brent? Two very depressing advantages. I'm just looking at stats and now getting mildly demoralized. That's the spirit. Yep. I think you just gained some duty, uh, That's the propaganda. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) I thought GMs weren't our enemies. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> alright so you have the medical droid getting a perfect wash on a simple check getting nothing to be fair he only has one die the first droid group gets one uh, success and the second droid group gets two successes so the way that this is going to work out is we have two PCs going first, then we have two NPCs going after, then we have the other two PCs, then we have the last NPC group. And because of a triumph, Nima gets to do a maneuver for free. So we've got these droids kind of spilling into the room. We can see the force fields and stuff. It's a hallway, really. What, what range are they at? They are pouring in at medium range. How, how big of a corridor are we talking? It's enough so that the four of you could uh, stand up side by side by side by side and still have a bit of room on each side of you. So we can walk abreast and about how high? Good nine feet. So I have, as a talent, strong arm. And because I got all my equipment back, I got one grenade. Um, so if you want, LT, I could go first and see if I can just get as many of them as I can in one hit, because I can throw the grenade to medium range. I think that's an excellent idea. Do it. All right, here we go. I guess so. I have to spend a maneuver to... Okay, so my blaster rifle has uh, a sling. Uh, yeah. What's that thing called? A weapon sling. So I can slide that behind me as a quick, as an incidental. And then spend a maneuver to grab the grenade and then chuck it, um, which is range light. So that's two yellow and a green. And then medium range is two purple. Anything else? I'm thinking that this is something a little... um, How should I put it? You're dealing with explosives around, like, in a corridor that could possibly have a lot of... Like, it may accidentally bounce into one of these cells. So I'm sort of figuring that this would be a perfect point to uh, flip one of these destiny points and upgrade your check. So I'm at two yellow, a green against a purple and a red. Do I do I want to spend one already to upgrade? I mean, are we hoping that this is going to take out a lot of them? or I, I would do it. We have a finite right. amount of grenades and this is important. Alright, so I'm going to upgrade. So now we're at three yellow against a red and a purple. Here we go. Ah, oh, 
All right, I got two successes and an advantage, which is good, but I needed two advantages to trigger blast, so I'm a little disappointed. But you killed one droid real good. <laughs> so how much damage do you do? Oh boy, let's see. Uh, I don't remember my grenades. Is it a frag grenade? It's a frag. Yeah, it's frag. So eight. So that's uh, ten damage. Um, and he, what happens is the droids come in without even a moment's hesitation, pushes the blaster back, pulls the grenade, and goes fire in the hole. Throws it straight at the center grouping. Um, I assume that since I didn't state which droid I was throwing it at, I guess it's whoever's closest. Okay, I was going with the right uh, minion group. Perfect. Since there were two minion groups, and if you're throwing grenades, you're throwing at a minion group. Because, well, they do silly amounts of damage to minions. So, yeah, I was just sort of figuring you were tossing at a minion group, which that was the first minion group. Great. And then I'll just spend the advantage to do, uh, I don't know, give them a black. All right. Absolutely. Concussive blasts can be disorienting. Yes. Not that I would know. <laughs> uh, so after Matthew chucks the grenade down the down the hallway into that group, Nima is figuring that she and Matthew are going to be providing a little bit of a distraction here, and she's going to uh, look to Kith and order Kith to find a way to get these doors uh, to get these force shields down now, essentially giving you a tech problem to solve. And Nima is very concerned about protecting her. Uh, her mechanic here if she's going to try to kind of provide uh, trying to get us more soldiers uh, to help fight this uh, this battle and so with that free maneuver I'm going to bodyguard Kith and burn two strain to upgrade any incoming attacks at Kith twice nice so Nima's kind of doing that hanging around Kith and she's going to sort of put her shield uh, towards the direction of I'm going to go ahead and say the left group, since Matthew is kind of engaging the right. And uh, she's also going to quick draw her pistol into her hand and take a shot back at the group, kind of uh, bracing it around the side of the shield uh, to, get to, uh, to snap off a shot. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, Nima's pistol is honestly one step from being a blaster carbine. Um, <laughs> that's how she rolls. Is that rolls. good or bad? Uh, that's good. Basically, it's uh, basically she's shooting something that's more in the ballpark of like Zoe's gun from Firefly than it is a proper pistol. Where she basically went, you know what, that rifle, I'm gonna make it one-handed so I can use it with a shield. Um, okay, so they're at medium range. So yep, purple. they're at medium range. They do not have any sort of cover, and yeah, you're doing this in such a way that I'm thinking just just that roll two purple. Okay, uh, so Nima's range light skill is two yellow and a green, and she gets an automatic blue because her weapon is accurate. Uh, and then I'm going, and I about have the two purple for difficulty. Ooh. So one success with two advantages is actually three advantages because I have a laser sight. Nice. So that is going to be nine damage base, and I'm going to critical the minion group as well with the three advantages. Alright, you've got the right side group that has the smoke from a almost dud grenade going off in it, and this one droid that's been thrown against the wall behind. This one, you've got, like, you've got two droids that have dropped from your hail of blaster pistol shot going at it. 
Like, how do you think that that looks for the five droids that you've been shooting at? Uh, the way this looks, Nima is very much adopting a defensive posture here. The main reason she actually has a laser sight on her pistol, it makes it easier for her to aim around the shield. She's basically in sort of uh, hunkered down here trying to act as a barrier for Kith, and she just has her gun around the side of the shield and is firing wildly down the hallway. This is not exactly a very clean uh, cut kind of thing. Like, blaster shots are pinging off some of the force field or scorching walls or hitting hitting some of the other droids, but it's not a kill shot. And she gets a couple of just, like, well-placed shots that take down the two droids kind of in the lead of that pack. All right, pretty cool. So, at this point, we've got two NPCs going. So, the first one is going to be this medical droid that says, Get the button. And then starts stepping somewhat frantically, or as frantically as a medical droid ever can really move. I mean, they're kind of awkward to begin with. Like, we're talking protocol droids, medical droids. They're not really made for speed. And, yeah, it's moving towards Matu. And it's able to get up close, but it is it looks like it's taken all of its energy to get engaged with Matu. To get up in Matu's face. <laughs> He's all up in your grill, son. Or you're all up in his, because I guess he actually has a grill. And he oh. actually does. Like those old microphone grills right, in, right for his mouth. And then the group that Nima has been shooting at is going to attempt to do what their squad commander has said. It draws, it starts to aim, and so it's upgraded twice, right? Yes. So the two purple, if they're still shooting at medium range, is now two red. Okay, and if they're, it's only when they were shooting at you does your shield come into play for that. That's correct. Basically, her using the shield is just narrative. Narrative explanation for why bodyguard works. And really cool looking. There is that. So, I'm really thinking that as much passion as these droids have, they're going to be trying to avenge their fallen and follow the directives of their commander. And as such, flipping a dark side point. Because it just seems to be the thing to do. Lucky me. So they're aiming, flipping that. And so this gives them a total pool of one green, two yellow, and one boost. Going up against two red. That's not too shabby. Yeah. Uh, do you want to light side to add a purple to their difficulty, Leslie? Um, I'm moderately squishy, and I don't know. If you guys think it's a good idea. That, that was my thought. If you're moderately squishy. Typically, adding more dice really, really has a big effect on um, whether they can succeed or not. Even more so than going from purple to red. So since it is already two red and we can't upgrade those further, it does actually just add another die? It does. Correct. Learning. Yes. Flip that point. I'm going to let one of you actually do the question. I was going to have Leslie actually do it, because it's technically, it's, it's for her sake. I mean, if she wants to get blown up, that's her business. I'd rather not. <laughs> so that's upgraded. So I'm rolling against one purple, two red. It's almost balanced, except for that... Uh, die. These protocol droids, their right arms raise up, their wrists cock back at this amazingly unnatural angle. It almost looks like they're flipped all the way back against their arm, and they start trying to shoot. And they're trying to shoot around the Mary Ellen who's hunkered in front of you with a shield. And they fail. 
So basically this hail of blaster fire is coming down this hallway and they're no more accurate than Nima was and just the shots that would have uh, hit Kith are Nima's basically taking kind of the brunt of them uh, on the big blast shield in front of us, our little mobile cover. That is an excellent way of putting it, yeah. I did my job, guys. You rock. My squishiness remains intact. <laughs> that brings us to uh, the other two of you. Because we've got the one medical droid that is up in Matu's grill, and we've got the other group that has just tried to shoot at um, Kith. So, yeah, we have TV and we have Kith. Can I ask for a little bit more description on what's going on in the hall? Are the shields independently controlled? Is there a central control? Okay, so this is a... Like, this is the brig for the ship. And the way that the four of you entered, you're right by the guard post. So if you go in and smack at the computer just right, you should be able to get the doors to disengage. Like, there's a central location there that you can do it. It's just probably password controlled or something. Nodding to uh, the lieutenant, Kith pulls the, um, pulls the tiny pry bar off of its Velcro patch on her leg and sets to work about the console. Because she doesn't know the password, otherwise they wouldn't have kept her there. Not that they, uh, they ever did for very long, but you know, just saying. <laughs> Alright, so you're wanting to essentially mechanic your way to shutting down the brig force fields? Or are you wanting to try and computer your way to? I'm, I'm going to go with the mechanics. Because computers are nice. Mechanics are better. Also pry bar. Okay, I am just want to make sure that I'm on the same page. Alright, you're sitting to the junction box that's there. Prying it open and then trying to like pull the right cables out. Making sure that you're disconnecting the proper cables instead of having the grav field go off or some silly thing like that. So I'm going to go with this being a hard check and since you're dealing with live power on somewhat energetic circuits, I'm going to go with it being upgraded once. So that means it's going to be going against two purple, one red, and you're kind of under a bit of pressure or time pressure here because people are like shooting at you. Um, yeah, I'm kind of wanting to toss in a setback because of that. That a lot of blaster fire has been going in your direction. It's a bit unsettling. I, I can ap- appreciate that. Um, however, I've been in some crap before and gears are kind of my jam. So I'm going to remove one of those setbacks with the magic of gearhead. Awesome. Which, what does that bring me to in the end? Uh, it'll bring you to two purple and one red. Um, party? Yes? Would you mind if I, I went ahead and rocked the white, the, the, the light side point again? Because I have such resounding faith that, you know, my, my commanders got me safe and you guys have, are beating the crap out of those things. Yeah, go for it. Matu's beating people up. Nima's got her shield going. TV's going to be brilliant. Nothing to worry about. Pretty much. Um, so... Do I just add a green then, since I'm already at three yellow? Yep, that's exactly it. Look at all the dice. I wish I could roll them in person. <laughs> it is way better when you can roll them in person. Oh, yes, it is. So satisfying. What oh. is that? What happened? Um, kind of amazing and kind of terrifying. So, out, of, <laughs> out of a green, three yellows, two purples, and a red, I got five success and four threats. 
Uh, oh, all no. the positive dice decided to roll successes, and all the negative dice decided to roll threats. There was no overlap. It's a beautiful roll. So, what's happening is, you pull the right cables, you can hear the force field starting to depower, that it's going to take at least a little bit of time for them to disappear. But, as you do that, your hands just sort of brush the wires and get them to essentially short across you. And, well... One of the, especially since you've got that crowbar in hand, it just kind of leaves a little bit of smoking bothin smell. As <laughs> I'm not unfamiliar with that. As I'm going with, you are taking two strain from the threat, uh-huh. and the next person to go gets a setback because they hear you yelp in pain. Query. Yes. I have something that lets me... Have, I think, resolve? Resolve. When involuntarily suffering strain, suffer one less per rank of resolve. Well, you weren't exactly voluntarily taking this. So I just get the one. Awesome. Yep. Smoking meat sack. Wonderful. It's so disgusting. They even rebolt themselves. (laughs) Is that why he's distracted? Is that why he gets a setback? He's like, pretty much. Smoking animal. (laughs) Okay, and what is TV doing as he's being distracted by the slight light show of a lit up Bothan? Shakes his head. (laughs) But he reverts to training because back in the uh, cargo bay that kind of passes for his quarters, he does have several full size Mandalorian uh, target silhouettes that he practices on for hours and hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) So he reverts to that. And he spins around, and the little clasp that holds the gun to his back, the little claws open up on his pink armor. And in a smooth motion, he pulls out the gun and drops down to one knee and will do a true aim maneuver to gain the benefits of aiming and upgrade his check twice, because he has two ranks of true aim. And he will not get distracted by the Mandalorian armor and shoot the one that is attacking (laughs) Matu. Okay, so that one is close in, and... It is engaged, but it's at short range to you, so that's just going to be one red. Well, it would be, but I'm figuring that your programming's a little bit hazy, especially with the uh, seeing a Bothan skeleton so recently. So I'm going to be flipping this destiny point so that it is one red, one purple. I would flip a destiny point, but I don't think the force is with Matu. Give me a pet shot. No, we all know the the force likes Kith. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> he does. He does drop down to the one knee, targets the uh, the medical droid in the back, and shoots with two success and two advantage with his blaster carbine, which would be damage of eleven and one short of a critical. Just too bad. It is a little bit too bad. So that's eleven wounds. Uh, yes. Base damage of nine, two successes. What are you doing with the two advantage? Hmm. Because this droid, it does look like it has taken a huge amount of damage and looks like it's somewhat, or it looks like it's uh, very uh, on the edge of falling apart, but it hasn't quite reached there yet. So, a uh, question. who Does it go back to the top of the order after? Uh, no, there is that one group that you threw the grenade at Okay. First. All right, as I got, I kind of got a plan with this this uh, medical droid. If you want to toss me a blue with those advantages, I could probably use it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that uh, it 
the shot hits his power cell and causes a power surge that causes uh, some shuddering and uh, some blue lightning kind of going around him. And uh, that gives Matu an uh, advantage. As the doors are starting to fail, like you can see the lights starting to pulse on it as the brief flash from the guard cha- or the guard booth goes down. And these four droids pull up. They see this one droid in front of them that is just shot at their commander. And they're seeing this Mandalorian who's standing there in front of them. And they're thinking that the Mandalorian, going by the reputation of the Mandalorians, and also this guy's got a sword. So they're going to be taking a pot shot at him. So yes, this is going to be four of them taking a shot. To your last. Can I ask another question? Sure. So this is a minion group. Yep. Do they have different power? Like, so they were five, now they're four. Yep. Does that change how much power they have to shoot with? Yep. They lost a green die because of the one guy that fell. Yeah, minions don't have uh, skills the same way that a rival, a nemesis, or a player character would. Instead, their numbers act as their skill. So uh, these droids had two agility, and they had a skill... And, uh, um, and let's say that ranged light was a career skill for them. When they are two droids, then they get a yellow and a green. When they're three droids, then they've got two yellow. Okay, thank you. And when they're five droids, they have two yellow and two green. So they get very... It's a reason why stormtroopers are, in numbers, scary. The lone stormtrooper? Eh, whatever. They're not going to hit anything. Well, they've got three agility, but they're not going to hit anything. Four stormtroopers, that's three yellows. Probably going to hit something. Just by volume instead of anything else. So so stormtroopers or minion groups are like the offensive version of a million monkeys with a million typewriters. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a really good way of putting it, yes. So these guys are moving in closer to Matu and the medical droid. So my question is, what range defense does Matu have? Oh, none. I have no range defense. Alright, I thought I would check. He's, he's also. Are y'all willing to use a light side point, or no? Nah, bring it on! You don't believe in no force. <laughs> That's not true, I do believe in the force, but I also believe in myself. Aww. Alright, like let's special. see how this goes. More smoking meat. <laughs> <laughs> and how. And Chris's luck continues. Nah! It's and just a flesh wound. It's just several flesh wounds, I bet. Yeah, it, yes. Is it time to teach so, about critical injuries? <laughs> one of these hit... Well, no. This is four droids shooting around uh, the medical droid that's there that is getting ready to stab Matu with a uh, syringe. Just say no to drugs. They're shooting, like, they're shooting pistols, so it's not like each shot is doing a huge amount of damage, but Matu takes, like, he gets hit in one shoulder, then the other... And then, like, doesn't look like it does much damage. And then, as he's sort of thrown back, just from the force of the one, as it scuffs his armor, he gets a shot in the right pack. And that one actually looks like it does a fair amount of damage. In fact, it looks like maybe it has uh, done some damage in through the armor. In that, yeah, it they got a crit somehow. Well, there was a triumph on the roll, so yeah. Sure, okay. yeah. TV looks up and says, Matt, do? 
<laughs> it actually is not that bad because it's uh i only take three wound um so i guess you just gotta roll the crit so i can figure out how his reaction goes. looks bad though i did tell you that you took eight damage right uh nine right or you have light light blaster pistol yeah it's just a light five damage oh, okay great base yeah. no problem he only took two wounds then <laughs> i only took two wounds yeah you took him but yeah well yeah so yeah <laughs> now it's not durable or something i do have durable oh good yeah, i do have durable at the brink is the is the worst it, no that actually would have been worse man that would have been worse because that would have been crippled so i rolled a, the crit and i got a 99 as a base roll. <laughs> but i have durable which reduces that roll by 10 so that brings us down to 89, which Woo! does bring it down to an average difficulty critical. Okay. But that also means it could um, compromised. So you increase the difficulty of all skill checks by one until the end of the encounter. So anytime you're shooting, it's auto upgrade. All right. Ugh, okay. All right. That's okay. Because now, now I need to do my plan more than ever, because we've got to get this, these critical injuries repaired. Uh, I want to put the restraining bolt on the medical droid. <laughs> uh, Alright. Oh my god. Sure. I love it. I love it. Do it. So, do it. What do I got to roll? Brawl? Yeah, I'm going to go with a brawl check okay. against him. Alright. Now, so this it. is, like, it is a medical droid. To be honest, if you were to brawl with a medical droid, you probably could rip a limb off and cause it to go f uh, skittering to the ground. But, yeah, if you want to toss a restraining bolt on it, that also is acceptable. Okay. So, I'm going to upgrade using a destiny point. So, I will have three yellow. I have a blue from TV's roll. Okay. Uh, so then it would be one, normally two purple, but I am critically injured, so it's a purple and a red. And I'm really figuring that you're still kind of reeling from this. The droid itself is reeling from its own critical. No, it didn't take a critical. From its own, just a fairly major explosion on its back from most of its power system cooking off. So I'm thinking that Destiny's also swinging, like, just wildly, uncontrollably like in this. saloon doors. Pretty much upgrading <laughs> your second purple to a red. Got it. All right. So that I just want to make sure I don't have anything else I can do. No. Okay. Same. So that is three yellow and a blue against two red. Three successes. All right. So uh, the entire scene plays out like this. The the droids walk up. They pepper me with blaster bolts. One rips into my shoulder, and Matu's like, "Ah, so many droids! You all need to be." Put back in your boxes and obey orders! And he looks like he's going to go for a sword, but then at the last moment remembers he's got this restraining bolt and grabs it. And then in a very, probably disturbing image to TV, grabs the medical droid's head, shoves the restraining bolt right on its forehead, flicks it on as if like to directly inject this control module into its brain. It probably lets out a little like noise and then uh, Matu just kind of gently pushes it aside and um, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and spend uh, two strain to draw my sword as an extra maneuver just in case 
So yeah, with that, I'm absolutely going with the droid itself as it sort of has its mind scrambled by the restraining bolt falls over and like falls over rigidly clanging off the deck. Typical. Hmm. <laughs> of the droid or of Matu? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, so I'm kind of wanting to know who goes next. Uh, I think Nima's gonna go next again to while the medical droid is down this also raises a concern with it down it's not going to be able to rescind its last order which was to kill kith um so i'm going to kind of reapply my defenses to try to protect our little bothan um where <laughs> uh where is she in terms of opening up the force fields again uh you think that in just a short amount of time like in maybe 10 15 seconds it looks like these are going to fail and then all of a sudden probably meta wise at the end of this round you're going to have 72 very annoyed republic or uh, rebel alliance uh, brawlers enter the scene in that case we just need to hold out a little bit longer and so I am on a bodyguard to help protect Kith, burning two more strain with my, as well as taking up a maneuver. And then I'm going to continue laying down fire for the moment. Uh, I'm also going to kind of hiss over at Matt too to form up, because I kind of see him sort of further away from the group right now doing all these antics and he's getting shot up. Uh, she doesn't like that. He's uh, he's her Mandalorian buddy. He's got to have some other sensible soldier on the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be me. No, no, it's not going to be you or uh, right. TV. Okay, so the droids are still at medium range? Uh, yes, the uh, one, the group that you had been firing at is at medium range. The other group is now at short range to you. Okay, I'm going to retarget and shoot at the one at short range. Alright, so this is the group of four that just finished shooting up at Matu. Yep, that gives me even more reason. Alright, so i got one purple versus... Two yellow, a green, and a blue. I'm going with you're shooting around Matu. Uh, there's a little bit of smoke rising from his armor. Yeah, a little bit of smoke rising from his armor. And I'm just sort of feeling that the force is going a little bit against you at this time. Oh, joy. Let's see. Hence upgrading it from a purple to Let's a red. Let's see how bad it goes. Well, good news. I didn't despair. I did get three successes. And one advantage because of my laser sight. Uh, the laser sight, I'm just going to recover a strain off of. Basically, uh, Nima is realizing, hey, these four shields are going to go down soon. We've almost got this one. We just have to hold out just a few more seconds. And that kind of helps calm her down some. Uh, All right, cool. Three successes will translate to 11 damage on that poor minion group. Ooh. Okay, these are going against so so. That causes another one to sort of spin around, catching it uh, high on the shoulder just at the base of the neck, spinning it around, causing it to clatter to the ground. And your shots shoot another one in the side of the uh, torso, causing a few sparks to come from it, but it doesn't look like this one is about to go down quite yet. You reduce their numbers from four to three. Okay. And one is most certainly damaged. Which then... Gets us to... Well, medical droids kind of out of it. So now the two groups of droids are going to be going. Or the two groups of protocol droids. They are at six at the moment. Two groups of three. Well, one is going to be trying to shoot at Kith. The one that is currently at medium range is going to move up a range. Like, they're going to move, move up a few doors on the prison. Just sort of the, the closing range, being able to better aim at Kith. 
So Kith kind of is in behind cover there, protected by the shield. Yep. So you got two, uh, two upgrades again to the difficulty. Yep. Two upgrades to the difficulty. They've got their two yellows. They're moving, so they can't really aim. And Keith is kind of in behind cover or sort of out of the way, so there's a setback from that. So yeah, it's looking like their difficulty is one red, one purple, and one black die. And they have two yellow dice that they are going to be shooting with. So yeah, they're just sort of tromping forward and shooting as they try and shoot, of which they do do seem to successfully hit for a grand total of six damage. Minus yourself. So they got a shot around. Son of a motherless barstool. Uh, more of a bartender, but sure. <laughs> uh, so, so how did that look, Leslie? I figure I'm kind of crouched A, behind Nima, and B, kind of behind the, the console thing. But when I was zapped, I fell to one side, so I was exposed. So, huzzah. I'm glad I have band-aids in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of band-aids so that was one of the two the other one which is now at short range to all of you this one is going to be turning there's so many targets there's so many that are close and it looks like pretty much everyone has been shot at except well tv and nima haven't been shot at and Nima's kind of in the way of shooting at this bothan she is very much. That's kind of the point. So they're going to be trying to clear the way. Well, they're going to have to contend with uh, two defense. All right. So they have two setback just from that. Yep. They are at short range, so they just have a single purple. Yes. And uh, the uh, the force is with Nima and this. Uh, she's holding her ground. You know, she's kind of the, the calm in the middle of the storm here. And uh, we'll see if it helps her out. So I'm upgrading your difficulty. <laughs> All right. So it is their two green, or sorry, their two yellow versus one red and two blacks. And like they're just sort of calmly standing there. They shoot the shield. Like they are trying to shoot as much as they can. And yeah, it seems to just be going off of this riot shield that. Nima They're getting pretty close too. They're just trying to find a way around me, and Nima is even kind of like throwing her shoulder into it, kind of throwing them back a little bit with it. Uh, you know, trying to just kind of throw off their aim any way she can, and just yeah, no shots are getting past her uh, to either hit her or her Bothan buddy. Awesome. Okay, so that then brings us to the Bothan buddy and TV. So there are these two groups of three droids apiece. One looks like it's overheating in one of the groups, and the other group has one that has been shot in the side of the torso. TV, you want a boogie? Uh, sure, or you can do your thing, either one. I don't know what my thing's going to be, so go you. TV will stand up, and he sees them, the, the blaster bolts hitting the shield, and uh, decides that he's going to target that particular group. Okay. And so he will do his true aim maneuver again, and they are at short range. And are you going to do anything else evil to me? No, I don't think I'm going to do anything evil to you for this role. I kind of feel that <laughs> these ones have just sort of been focusing and you're sort of out of the way, at least for their computation. And TV imagines a Mandalorian head with a restraining bolt on it. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of... Oh my gosh. Very much a lot of foreshadowing here. Like, I'm going to have to fight here. You're walking around no, you're gonna with be pro. restraining Stop bolts. It. I can't imagine why. But it, Jeez. It does good things for him, though, because he rolls two success and advantage and a triumph. 
angry droid. We thought you were a sad droid, but you're an angry droid. <laughs> Alright, so tell me what this does. Because, yeah, two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. As you're laying into these guys with... It's a blaster rifle, right? Uh, blaster carbine, yeah. Okay, okay, a blaster carbine. So, yeah, you're filling, like, blue plasma often, or you're filling red plasma uh-huh. off in that direction. These three droids, yeah. So does it... How many of them will end up dead at the end of this? What's your actual damage? Uh, it will be 11. Plus the triumph. 11, you're shooting at the last one to go? If you use a triumph to do the minging crit thing, that would be the pool. They have 5 wounds apiece, they have a soak of 4, and they have... 12 wounds left. So if you add, do the subtraction, all that. Yeah, if you do the crit thing, that's the last of them. So uh, he raises up his uh, blaster carbine up, almost like it's a sniper rifle instead of a carbine. And um, he just fires off three shots that hit the three of them in the neck. And their heads go spinning up into the air and land down at a Kith's feet, kind of smoldering <laughs> with some glowy metal bits where the... Uh, where the necks formally attached to the bodies and some kind of spark shooting out and stuff. And then uh, he just turns around and faces the other droids silently. Wow. Can, can we count that advantage as demoralizing the other guys? <laughs> like, a lot? Yeah. Like, it, it's at this particular point, the... Like, it's as those come to an end, you hear the final electronic view of the shock fields going down. And people literally pouring into the hallway because they're just packed in so tightly. And it's going to take them a second or two to get their bearings. Kith, if you're wanting to do anything in this, there are three droids still up and they've got their blasters out. So the fields have dropped. I'm behind everything. I'm going to ask for advice, guys. What do you suggest? Because, I mean, I can hang out and recover some strain. But also, in the act of doing that, uh, here's a real question for Kith. So you've got, you're in this situation... Kith could kind of hang back and let other people take care of this or see what happens, but also failing to act could result in these droids killing some of these people who are coming out into the hallway. And if I remember right, Kith does have a blaster pistol that could be brought out in shooting at these people. Or if you you could do like a leadership action or some kind of social check to sort of organize the people from preventing them from rushing out. Yeah, there is that too, if you want to attempt that. How does leadership work? It's a skill. It's on your list. Well, thank you, darling, but I don't have the list of skills. <laughs> okay, it's a present skill that you can then try and say something inspiring or try and say, shout out an order at these uh, troops that as the situation is erupting around them, you could be yelling out, like, don't move or hold fast, and they not do anything, or... They can, like, wait for you to do a, um, wait for a few more actions to happen. If you want, you can try that. Though, honestly, these guys are going to be a little on the, um, revenge-seeking side at the moment. Well, since these guys are coming out, and they are royally peeved, one might Mm -hmm. say, um, I think actually what Kith is going to do, she's not going to be overly worried about the last three droids since they're about to be swarmed and she's going to jump and stand by tv and say not this one because <laughs> he is our bad. droid not just any droid they can rip to pieces all right 
No, that I can absolutely see. You know, there's part of me saying that anything should really get a role, but no, that, just the way that you're doing it, and like, this Bothan in Rebel coveralls that smoking. you've acquired. Smoking, Rebel coveralls. Like, a little bit of uh, smoke coming off of the top of your head. And, yeah, it's almost a tidal wave of people coming out. These three droids almost don't know what the heck hit them. Well, nothing really hit them, it's just you now have 12 people attempting to attack them and pull literally limb from limb. Their heads are getting tossed. Even the ones on the ground are just sort of being ripped apart. And a couple of these people are coming over to TV. They look at you, they see the determination in your face, and turn around. And my tiny pry bar. And yes, your little crowbar. And yeah, they're... They turn around and... Uh, the the immediate threat is over. I do want to do a tiny bit of a follow-up because it's not exactly over. Okay. They're milling around for 30 seconds. It's taking a little bit of time for things to, to sort of calm down. And it's at this point, over the din of everyone, like these now 70 people milling about in this uh, fairly large hallway. It's very echoey because it's metal all around. You can hear the shuffling, stomping of more droids coming. And somewhere in the crowd, you hear a person yell out, Get them! And the crowd surges in that direction. You hear some scattered blaster fire, and then the very disturbing sound of droids being ripped to pieces. Okay. Uh, Nima, when all of this is kind of going on, is trying to... Like, with 70 people, I doubt she can get everybody's attention. Uh, But she is trying to kind of grab what attention she can, because just going on a rampage throughout the ship isn't going to necessarily save anybody. Uh, We actually have objectives, uh, one of which is just keeping these people alive. And they're not going to get very far with their bare hands. Yes? Any chance she has a mighty piercing whistle? Ducking <laughs> playground teacher whistle. Or what if you uh, hack into the PA system? Well, here's the thing. I, one, I wish I could do that whistle. I would do it in a heartbeat. I thought of that earlier. However, on the other note, Nima doesn't need a PA system. She's got one. So she's going to turn on her collar amp and let her voice kind of echo oh. down through the hallway here, uh, kind of just... Uh, yelling at the various um, rebel soldiers who are going on their rampage here to listen up. Nice. We have orders from Captain Sortuli. Uh, we are bound for the communications array to warn the rest of the rebel fleet and the remainder, the remaining crew aboard this ship. We need volunteers to uh, to head to the life support at the bottom of the ship and try to reactivate it, and the rest to organize an escape from the vessel, making use of escape pods and the vessels in the hangar bays, freeing anybody else they can find along the way. All right. With you doing that, the way that you're doing this, this is an absolute leadership thing. So I'm going to have you roll a leadership check, but like this is a mob. It's going to be, I'm going to use one of these dark side points and call it a one purple, one red okay. uh, check. Okay, I I, I want to vote for flipping a light side point because we just kicked some serious droid took us, 
And that should also be in their heads. Oh, don't worry. We're going to do that. <laughs> yep. Uh, kind of, that's sort of the, sort of the inspiring, uh, kind of butt kicking, as well as the fact of you know, these are trained soldiers. They have an officer speaking to them and giving them orders. It's kind of their sort of been programmed to follow this out not programmed like a droid but you know what i mean yeah so nima had a leadership of two yellow and a green that force uh point or force point the destiny point may uh gives her three yellow and she has a rank of command which gives her a free boost on this roll nice i got two successes and three advantages in addition all of these scallywags are going to have a free boost eye to any discipline checks for the next 24 hours. She's kind of is getting them to shape up here. Again, we're not you know, we're not going on a raid throughout the ship. We have work to do. And uh, the three advantages I think I'd like to do here is so she kind of got through to a kind of at least parts of the crowd here or in general. Everybody heard her. Mm-hmm. And the three advantages is she's able to pick out a few kind of soldiers from among the crowd to essentially assign sort of team leaders somebody to go down to the life support somebody to uh kind of go to the hangar bay that kind of thing looking at this this looks like mostly like this doesn't look like anyone here is really hand-to-hand combat effective they've got sort of the standard anti-border course that they would have gone through but it doesn't look like anyone here is of matu or any of yours uh real capabilities it just was like 70 people attempting to rip apart droids that made it effective for them like with the advantages if you wanted to i could definitely figure that you could get probably a group of 20 that you'd be able to sort of shape up into commandable minging groups for you okay but you sort of from your own leadership like definitely as part of these three advantage you figured that if you were to send them uh, to any of these places you're not really sure about whether they'd be able to successfully take any of these locations. They'd probably definitely be able to do damage to them and probably thin out the droids, but you're not quite sure as to whether they're actually going to be successfully uh, taking out any of these droid groups. Okay, so we don't have any kind of standout officers, no no combat types, yeah, so... No, no combat types. Like, you do have a couple sergeants there that are... But they're not the... Sergeant Bane among them. No, sadly Aww. not. You're not quite sure where Sergeant Bane got off to. Asking around, you've got a couple people who, like, they pack ammo and that sort of thing, but they're they're not combat effectives, they're weapon tacks. And did you have a quest- question, Leslie? Yeah, these are, are just crew. Are there any that are actually, like, mechanics or computers that would be good to have go to life support? Or to ask about life support? Uh, several that would be good to ask about life support, but the way that you've been seeing droids on this ship, you're not quite... Again, it's there's probably going to be a fair amount of droids in life support that, you, that someone would have to clear out. So, like, if you were to take them with you to life support and provide cover for them, they'd definitely be able to do their job. But The problem is, that goes back to our earlier debate where... Fixing life support is a temporary measure. Well, let's ask them if if that is actually a, a true assumption. Like, if we fix life support here, can they just override it, or does it have to, everything has to go through the life support thing? Or for that matter, if we take back the engine room, can they reactivate life support from there? So we have to choose one target. The engine room is probably their central hub, after the comm relays, of course. 
life support can be taken off of control from the engine room and set to its own system like so that it's controlling itself which can certainly happen but if you take engineering that would be able to control most of the places like engineering is set up to do control on almost everywhere so yeah it's kind of what it's set up for but again like going to the life support deck on f26 is probably going to be a quicker and more immediate way of doing things because it does look like these guys are starting to succumb to a bit like they're trying to look a bit woozy can i make a suggestion yes well i think that the vast majority of um our prisoners here should should go away i'm thinking have them grab a, a droid body like a couple of droid bodies between them so they can get through the doors and maybe send them to the, the escape pods. Well, we are near the crew quarters, so I would imagine escape pods have to be nearby. Yeah. Um, would there be any issues, Kith, uh, for them launching an escape pod with the engine lockdown? It's got to be a separate system, right? Uh, that one I'll give you for free. It definitely is. I was about to say, because if, if something's exploding... You want your your escape pods to be able to escape. So yeah, they, they are as a rule. I, I completely agree, systems. and especially that way, if all we can do is warn the rebel fleet, at least they might be able to come out here and save fifty rebel soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, one of the crew members, a tiny little ugnat, walks up to you and says, "But I want to fight. I don't want to just give up. If you lose and you fail, they're just going to take the turbo lasers and blast the escape pods off on us anyway." Currently, the ship is... <laughs> God, that's so not encouraging the direction I was just about to <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just remembered what you're thinking. Yep, yeah, because... <laughs> Son of a mother, let's go. This is not <laughs> oh, we are in a real bad situation here. Trust us. What do you mean? <laughs> Trust me, the escape pods are going to be the least, or the least of their concerns. Well, what, what else could there be out there? Well, we're not next to a black hole or something, are we? Because, I mean, if we're next to a black hole, these tiny escape pod engines aren't even going to work anyway. We're not at it yet. Um, <laughs> look, at, look at it this way. If, if you stand here, you're going to run out of oxygen. If you're in the escape pod, it's gonna, uh, your chances of survival increase. You're going to have air a little bit longer, uh, and you're going to be away from the murderous droids for a little while longer. It's not an- Plus, if I wanted to survive, I wouldn't have joined up with the Rebel Alliance. Is okay. The, here, here's my question: Then is the Ugnot what just like one voice who's kind of uh, yelling out of this, or is this kind of? I don't know. I just got I got bored and I want to do an I Ugnot. I figured you did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it happened eventually. A Scottish Ugnot. Uh, awesome. I'm gonna spit it into okay. fire. One of the group of twenty. <laughs> like, yeah, you really no, want to fight? Pick up um, a blaster. <laughs> I know you can say why you were your Ugnots for very long. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Matu is uh, demanding the droid repair the critical injury. He's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to shove you piece by piece out the airlock and you can watch yourself drift into that black hole. The the, the restraining bolted droid? Yeah, I don't know why he's talking to it. I don't think he knows how to operate the restraining bolt. Uh, Matu, you do know there's a control thing for the restraining bolt, right? I'm sure he does. I I don't think he knows how to use it. He's just really, Uh, really unhappy. So would then TV be trying to help that? Uh, no, TV is just standing silently in front of the droids that got pulled apart by the by the mob. And he's, <laughs> he's just staring at them with a blank expression on his face, and there's one hand that's just sort of 
spasmodically opening and closing, laying on the ground, and he's just watching it silently. Yeah, no, the Ugnaught does bring up a very good point. <laughs> on the other hand, so do you. There's sort of two ends to this. You've got... They could probably... Like, most of these others could probably take a bit of refuge in the escape pods and not necessarily launch them yet. Maybe waiting for a communication from the secondary comms to get... When the general evacuation order is launched, then they'd be right ready if... You saying evacuate, they push the button. Yes. And Nima's mostly concerned right now with keeping as many of these people breathing as possible and the escape pods would have to be a self-enclosed system to at least accomplish that in the meantime especially if 50 of these people are just i'm not organizing very well and as kith put it we need them out of the way we've got work to do that is definitely a way of getting it to work yeah lt i i don't really care what they do we don't need them the dead white let them if they want to stay here and fluff about them. I hope that Ugnaught um, kicks you in the shit. Just hold that thought for one moment, Matu. And she's one of them is starting to sort of rifle through the uh, security area there, and they've got a few rifles. They're passing them out to the twenty who've volunteered to go with you, and they're also a few others scattered around the others. And they're saying, you know, if you take some place, we can hold it. We'll make sure that the droids cannot get back in there. And how many of you have mechanical skills? Looking around, it's like, eh, about two-thirds of the group that wasn't volunteering to uh, go with you. The other ones are sort of dressed as cooks. Okay, we don't need the cooks Wait, where so we're going. Wait, so two-thirds of them are, and, are cooks? And how many of you... Well, no. How many of you know how to operate the ship system? Sixty of the 70s yeah. hands go And she off. turns and looks at Matt, too... And notice none of us uh, raised our hands for at least that last question. <laughs> this is why we need them. We have to operate a comm array, and then uh, who knows what our next objective is going to be from there. Just sort of t- to summarize what your intentions are for me and also for our listeners going into next episode, I'm going to just do a quick little summary, and I'm going to t- you guys to tell me if I'm right. My summary to this is is that you are wanting to head up to the com array on deck one and try and retake it as what the captain ordered. And after that, see to the see to the life support, making sure that it is going to stay on and keep the rest of the crew alive. Possibly. The first part is definitely correct. The second part is kind of a question mark of whether we go for life support or possibly make a run of the engine room. It depends on, I think, what we learn in the comm array about roughly their size and how spread out these droids are. Okay. Also, potentially how quick help might be able to arrive. That is another good point. All right, so this brings us to the end of the 39th minute. Combat, we're ripping apart droids, yeah. leading, discussions, you know. All five minutes. <laughs> it's amazing. A minute around. It's a really fun thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Brent Brown, at iBrentBrown on Twitter. He called me a traitor. And you can find me on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H Night with a K. You can make 
clever suggestions for stickers with which I may adorn our droid to me at GS. If you want to hear more Scottish Ugnaughts, you can go to my show, Silhouette Zero, uh, which can be found at silzero.podbean.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter at silzerochris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-C-H-R-I-S. And you can find all of us at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Send us a holocom to heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do, you can uh, support us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway for things such as our Zencaster license. And I am Brent. I play TV93, the persecuted passive-aggressive sliper. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a tongue twister. The persecuted passive-aggressive... I probably can't do this. The persecuted passive-aggressive sliper... I can't say slicer and sniper! Are you <laughs> this has all gone horribly wrong. I am so sorry. No, it's okay. There's this power called editing, so the yeah, listeners will never too. know. It's no, it's going to go at the end of the episode. But yeah. I know. Slicer, <laughs> sniper with delusions of persecution. Hello. One more try. Oh no! I went out right when I said it perfectly. Okay. When when the Google Doc refreshes, I drop out. So I'm going to close that. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that was, that's actually a. If you don't need that it, that was so good, and no one will ever know. Yeah, it's so gone.